1: Hello and welcome to this week's edition. We've done enough in a row that I think I can actually call it that again, but there we are. um <laughs> this week, Nick is here again. Hello, Nick
0: Hello, yes, still hanging on this end of the uh,
1: <laughs> of the internet. <laughs> There we go. Well, um, it's been quite a lot of news this week. Not all of it like super, you know, massive, but quite a lot of news going on. Other than that, uh, what have I got to report? Oh, I had to drive, there was a lot of rain the other day and I had to drive through from flood water again, which I did not drive through very fast, about 15 mile an hour, but I assume the pressure of water... On the only half of the underbelly pan that I had was enough to break it off. So now I've got no underbelly pan at all. Like oh that. dear! <laughs> <laughs> it's ripped off the other half. There we go. No, well, I suppose that's no, you know, no worse than it was before, is it? The, uh, yeah. Not yeah, not, yeah. not surprising with half of it missing. As you go in the water, that's bumper deep. It's going to rush into the huge hole, and the weight of water is going to pull the rest of it off. So there you go. Let's just say I've probably saved the engineers. Uh, If you will have all that, (laughs) yeah. If you will
0: have all that rain over there in that part of the country,
1: (laughs) quite unusual over here. Suffolk is allegedly the driest county in uh, England, at least you know that way. So, yeah,
0: I mean we haven't the Midlands hasn't had it too bad. When when there's been storms, it sort of tends to swirl around the Midlands. And uh, okay, we get a few, but on the whole, it's everyone around us who tends to get hit by storms (laughs) rather than the Midlands itself. So,
1: yeah, when we we um, get not too bad, I mean, when storm, what was it, Debbie, I think, sort of appeared pretty much unannounced. Um, we weren't really supposed to get very much of it at all, but we did have like gale force winds, and there were trees down and and things like that. Yeah. Uh, who can tell? Whatever. That's um. There we are. So there's quite a lot of news this week, interestingly, and not um not all uh you know piffle about what we know about the iPhone 18 and such like. So uh, <laughs> that's quite nice. <laughs> There's been a few things going on, and I think we'll start with one which was a bit of a surprise, which is Apple suddenly announced um that they will adopt r c s messaging um early next year um and uh this was a bit of a surprise, as we you know r c s being the rich communication service which Google um introduced um I think very much originally obviously to compete with Apple's iMessage because SMS obviously is a simple messaging system and is designed to send texts of about 140 characters and not much more. Mm. Um, so Google uh, started off with the rich communication service um, and Apple have been steadfastly ignoring it for quite some time. Um, okay, it says Apple has revealed it will adopting it will adopt RCS messaging late twenty twenty four. Sorry, I said early, it's um Yes. Yeah, not exactly rushing it in. <laughs> no, they're not. But um there are probably two reasons behind this. One of course is uh the EU um, legislation about gatekeepers and interoperability and so on. And the other, as I understand it, is that RCS Universal Profile, um, not the Google version with all sorts of extra bells and whistles like the uh, old Microsoft um, you know, version of where if you weren't using Microsoft Explorer, half of it didn't work. Um, anyway, the, the RCS Universal Profile has been adopted as a standard by the GSM Association. Um, and so Apple have said we believe that the universal profile will offer a better interoperability experience compared to SMS or MMS this will work alongside our iMessage which will continue to be the best and most secure experience for Apple users Um, so there we go Uh, potential features that could be unlocked include live typing indicators read receipts, locality sharing uh, and high resolution media Um, Apple has yet to confirm exactly what Messaging will look like on iPhone. What features will be available and how it will handle the data? However, the company has stated that iMessage will continue to be the most secure. Blah blah blah. Um, however, this is good news for families and friends who own a mix of iOS and Android devices. Um, you know, blah blah blah. Yes, I think it's I like, a good
0: thing. I like the idea of the. I like the idea of the um, live typing. You Ned, know, it's nice to see that someone's replying. Yes, um, when or you're not typing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I I've had another session with um yet another uh, tech company this week uh with no real solution. Um my Hive has been playing so Hive is my it controls my heating and my lights is there anything else. No, I think that's it. It's it's um so it's British Gas effectively that, uh, that own Hive. Um, um well, and and doesn't Hive reason... actually
1: did not Hive actually belong to Google? Didn't they buy it? Oh, from, did they? Um, You might be right, I don't know. It, Hive originally was... Hive was originally British Gas. Was it? I know originally it was... Yeah. It was that or it was a standalone. I know British Gas have adopted it as their... Standard issue, I think. Oh, I
0: think it's been around longer, it's been a quite a while. Hive, so yes, it I has I it know developed solely by British Gatter. Oh, was it anyway? It, it, I don't... think so. I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but I can... I, I... anyway, the issue I've been having is that often my the app doesn't correlate with what my thermostat says, um, which is very frustrating. And uh, so I've been on their chat at least twice, I tried ringing them.
1: Getting, you know, you it's your number fifty seven in the queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I bet they don't. So I am not bet about... I bet they don't offer to ring oh. you back, do they? That's you
0: know. no, 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 no. <laughs> so, uh, so I waited in the fifty nine queue that was their chat, and I eventually got through to someone who obviously didn't know what they were talking about because you know they just kept telling me things that I knew were patently not true, mm. and uh, I gave up eventually, unfortunately. It's still, at times, still doesn't, they, the two don't correlate, and I don't understand why. So, and it's only gone like this recently, so I'm guessing it's some software update or something that's caused it.
1: It's quite interesting that you should say that, because this week, um, in I think it's the, in the after show, the guys on ATP got into a long discussion about smart thermostats. And, uh, um, oh, wow. Whether they were using Hive or Echo B or something else. and Or one
0: of the others, yeah. One,
1: one, one, was in, one was taking out something else and putting in Hive, and the other one said he was doing the reverse, and they were talking about why, and, you know, oh, Hive's got a much better UI, but oh, it's a bit flaky about this, that, and the other. And the other one said... Echo B is technically better, but it's got a worse interface and all of this, that, and the other. And I found it highly amusing. A bit frustrating. I find it highly amusing because despite all this chatter about how, you know, how they wanted it, why they wanted it and what they were doing. And one of them had put one in and then somehow or other he'd managed to short the... short. He was doing something with the wires or something and shorted it. And, and, then, and this long <laughs> tale about how he had to go to the hardware store and get this and come back and then... <laughs> go back to the hardware you know it's like and then i needed a different screwdriver so i had to go there and get it come back to get to the fuse to find what fuse it was there's all this sort of, you, you know how they go on anyway it was very amusing and uh with much hilarity was had by all but amongst <laughs> the conversation in the end to some extent underneath all their thing about why they wanted it and what they did actually Sort of begrudgingly, they were kind of admitting that, you know, them old fashioned ones with like, (laughs) 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 where you turned the dial and it had like, you know, a resistor in it and it adjusted what the temperature was. Those things never went wrong. You just turned the tile. <laughs> you wanted more yeah. heat, you turned it up, and you wanted less, you turned it down. It was like... Well,
0: what was, what was frustrating about this conversation, this chat, was uh, at first she told me that, said on... Um, I'm just going to call it up in front of me, so I'm not talking rubbish. On the Hive app, you have... Um, uh, like a dashboard would like a lot of things have dashboards these days and it tells you what your temperature is so if you tap on it it says my temperature is currently set to 20 degrees which i think that's correct i'm just going to check that now well There's that's the fairly
1: normal, right next it's usually ah um...
0: you yeah, see now my thermostat my thermostat is saying it's 20.3 degrees actual temperature and the thermostat is set to a target of seven degrees, which is like full back temperature. But why is it saying that when my schedule says it should be 20? And that was what I was trying to get her to explain to me. And in the end, she said, in the end, she said, well, you can just set it manually on on your thermostat. And I said, I know I can do that. What I'm asking is, why is the app not
1: working? Yeah, <laughs> why is it telling me anyway? Uh, there we go. Oh, no technology, uh,
0: but I, the, the, yes, what made me think of that was the uh, of course, the, the chat bot that I was using, I could see when she was typing, and yeah. I just think that's a
1: useful thing to have when you're talking to someone. It is, it is very good, anyway. So, apparently. RCS universal profile. Lots of people have been saying, will this mean the end of blue green bubbles and all the rest of it? Apple, I believe, have already said that uh, it will run alongside iMessage, and um, they haven't actually uh, yes. released doesn't... much more. But uh, the yeah, name main... RCS does not,
0: it says RCS does not support the same level inc- of encryption available through Apple messaging.
1: So, no, obviously, Google... they're not going to use they can help it. <laughs> Google have an encryption plug-in, but that's not part of the universal standard. So, right, um, yeah. whatever. Um, I think the main point is going to be that if you want my take and the uh, most likely scenario, as considered also by lots of other people who are way cleverer than me, that um, Apple will simply put ball back to RCS in place of fallback to sms there's still a win for everybody because it means people should be able to send you photos and videos and such like and have a much you know and possibly have things like tap backs and and better emoji support and all that so whether apple have done it willingly or whether they've been forced into it is kind of moot um it's coming so there we go um I think that's whether Apple like it or not, that's probably a win for everybody of all time. Yeah, I think so. You know, I've said in the past, I don't know why Apple don't just suck it up and add RCS. But um as I was saying before the show, Nick, I think the fact that it's now become a or is becoming um a verified standard with a one of these industry bodies managing it, and it's no longer purely under the purview of Google might have something to do with it as well. Um, Yeah. Whilst talking about Google, uh, bizarrely, this one's from Yahoo Finance, not something I normally, uh, you know, frequent, but it came up in the news. Um, And this is um, a secret about the riches Apple gets from Google spills into the open. Um, And this uh, came apparently... um, when a Google trial lawyer uh, visibly cringed in court in the last week when his expert witness revealed a closely held secret. The witness, a University of Chicago professor, said that Google pays Apple 36% share of the revenue it gets from search advertising made through Apple Safari. Uh, this number <laughs> wow. was, was supposed to be confidential. Um, the professor was testifying for Google in one of the most consequential antitrust trials uh, in decades apparently um, the cringe inducing secrets spilled out in a Washington courtroom reverberated across Wall Street and all of Silicon Valley um, prompting new speculation about how much Apple stands to lose if the government wins this trial and how much Google's rivals stand to gain Um mm. The Justice Department argues that the contract making Google a default search engine on iPhone demonstrates that the giant illegally stifles competition. Google has said, however, that such contracts are normal within the industry. Um, The Justice Department is asking the federal court judge for an order which would prohibit Google from continuing to engage in allegedly anti-competitive practices. Which could mean an eventual end to the partnership, okay. uh, blah blah blah. And then some more if you wish to um I d I, I don't quite
0: understand. I don't quite understand why legally we keep trying to fight the fact that something becomes a standard. So, you know, Hoover is a vacuum, um Google is search. I mean peop how many people actually say use a search engine these but if you had said search engine to most people, they wouldn't know what you were talking about. Right. Go Google it. You it Google it. Verb. it Has become a verb. I do my best. And once to... it's at, once I it's do... at that, it's at that point. Does it matter that
1: it's? Uh,
0: I I think this big thing about. I mean, it's been going on since Microsoft, doesn't it? With um, oh yeah, I Internet mean, Explorer.
1: There's there's a what, certain
0: when you include something like that, that. I mean, you might as well just suck it up and get on with it,
1: <laughs> rather than wasting money fighting well... against it. <laughs> The thing for me is this is way too late. When you got Google and that was it. Yes. You know, Apple, Google were paying Apple to be the search the search engine. But God knows how many years ago, um, Apple introduced the option to choose a variety of search engines as your search Indeed. engine of default.
0: But I but you I know. bet you if you looked at the at the usage, probably ninety nine percent
1: use Google.
0: Mm. So. Yeah.
1: But that said, 99% of people would choose Google anyway. Even if you yeah. said, pick a search Absolutely. engine, they would look at the list of search engines. It was a bit like when the court forced uh, Microsoft to, when you install Windows, to say, what browser would you like to use as your default yeah. instead of them making it's like that, yeah. Microsoft Explorer the default. They said, oh, you can have, you know, I can't remember what it was now, but it was like, you can have... You know, Microsoft Explorer, Firefox, uh, Chrome, Opera, something else. I forget yeah. what they were now. And you could pick one. I can guarantee you that 99% of Windows users just went, well, I want Microsoft Explorer, yeah. obviously.
0: Um, no, that's I, right. I mean, back in back in that day, it probably would have been Netscape Navigator and <laughs> when it first started. I think it
1: was after uh, Net, after was they killed Netscape. I think that was what was prompted, it after Netscape. Oh, I right. think that was what prompted it was the fact that they basically put Netscape out of business. And um, yeah. I think it might have been Firefox or Google who brought the antitrust thing, saying they're dominating the market and have I mean, squeezed my, us out. I, I know
0: Google. I know Google suck up information, you know, just like every everyone. That actually, I've done one of those requests. I haven't opened it yet. I expect it's going to be gigabytes of stuff. Uh, you know, everything they hold about me. Um, but I haven't actually got round to opening it yet. I've got the email before <laughs> I... saying that they've generated it all. Before uh, I...
1: F- but... Yeah, go on. Sorry.
0: Uh, I, I was just going to say that, that um, the only thing I don't like about Google now, really, I don't mind using Google. I'm fine with that. And I know some people won't go anywhere near it. But... My my only critic, uh, deepest criticism, really, is for the, the favoured links at the top of searches mm. uh, and the fact that people who don't know what they are will often get led astray into dodgy websites and all sorts of stuff simply because Google sticks it at, at the top of the list. And um, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'd much prefer that not to be a thing. I mean... That's Google for you. Yeah, that's I suck, it up, suck it up or find another one.
1: <laughs> I mean, many years ago, uh, I started using DuckDuckGo, and when yeah. Apple added it as one of the defaults, the first thing I do when I get a new phone <coughs> or whatever is check that DuckDuckGo is still the default cert, and then I forget about it and leave it well alone, you know? I mean, in the days when... You know, Google were paying Apple to be the search engine on iOS. You might have had a case, but you're not forced to use Google. If you don't want to use Google, you can choose. I can't even remember what the choices are now. Let me have a quick look at my phone. Um, I know DuckDuckGo is one of them. I think Ecosia, yep. which is another, you know, um. Pink. Bing is one, which of course actually, uh, DuckDuckGo uses Bing, I believe, or Google if you tell it to use Google. And if you tell it to use Google, you're using Google without, um, all the advertising. Without well, you're using Google without Google getting your information because it's filtered yeah, yeah. through DuckDuckGo. Absolutely. Um, but you have to put um exclamation G on your search right. to do that. But basically if I do a duck duck-go search and I don't find what I want, I'll put the same search in and put exclamation G and that will then search Google without giving Google oh, right, information okay. about who I am. Um and I think you can put G-image or something, or G-M, G-I. I don't know, something like that. I, I forget. I, I'm i very happy with DuckDuckGo. And I do try, and I know this is a bit of a nerdy thing, but when people say to me, I have try to avoid saying Google, and I say, ask, I've asked the duck, but, you know, that's never going to become a verb, is it? <laughs> maybe Probably that's, not. Maybe that's why Apple keep putting ducking in. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are, I was ducking No, not that sort of ducking Anyway, there, yeah, by the <laughs> um.
0: But 36% is a big share, isn't it? It wow. is um, mm. So someone agreed that and didn't really think through What they
1: were actually <laughs> agreeing well, I to assume, I, I assume at the time that was, you know uh, I'm sure it's probably still worth it to Google Probably they wouldn't pay it It probably didn't. is
0: It'd be interesting to know how many searches come from iOS devices,
1: because I'm guessing probably a good proportion. Oh, very, very many. Um, I think a lot of people assume that Google is there because it's what everybody uses and not because there's a financial relationship which Google has leveraged. Um, if the government wins its case, he said DuckDuckGo hopes that, among other changes, the judge will order Apple and other device managers to offer a variety of his search engines via a choice screen. It's not just about whether it's easy to switch search engine, it's about friction versus no friction. You are given not given a choice, that's not true because you are um, and you can change your default search engine very easily but it's all about the money follow the money there we go um, personally much as I like DuckDuckGo and all the rest I'm not convinced that that really has a huge amount of um, of validity I no. I suppose it would not hurt if when you got a new device and you first opened the browser it said what search engine would you like I think Microsoft do that these days. If you open um, Edge on Windows, I think it says choose a. I know what
0: most of the people engine. I talk to on a daily basis would probably say to say about that. Yeah, yeah. What What does that mean? Mm. What's the search engine? Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> where, 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 where's Google? There's Google? Right, great. Choose Google. Yeah.
0: Do they mean the internet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the G thing. Do they mean the internet?
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. don't don't get me started. The number of people I know. Who on Android particularly, and this is not a dig at Android or anybody in particular, but on Android, you tend to have um there's often a google Chrome um you know app yes and, and there's a Google search app, and I would say. Now, you know, I'm not talking about young people who know what they're doing, because obviously in 60, a lot of the people I know who have Android phones are in the 55 plus bracket. And they yes. just tap the the G button, as you've just said, which brings up Google. Yeah. And then they type in what they want. And then Google. That's, says, that's,
0: how, the, that's how they get to web pages and things. Yeah. Yes. They just they <laughs> yeah. don't
1: even. Yes. Likewise.
0: Um, uh, yeah. I mean. And remembering that, that you know I mix with people at church and most of them are a sort of my age and older, <laughs> so
1: and they're exactly the same. Yeah, they just search on Google and then go to the website from there. And I've known people yeah. who've done that for God, you know, twenty years. People who <laughs> had their even when a browser was the only option would go to the browser, but the home page would be Google, and then they would type it not in the address bar. They wouldn't type. I don't know. You know, uh, B and dot uk or amazon.co.uk. dot uk. They would just write Amazon in the Google search and then go to the website from there. It's just that's how a lot of people work. You know, Google is the internet, same as for a long time to some people, AOL was the internet or whatever. Anyway, there it's, we are. The
0: same as um, it's the same as everyone calls um email. Email. Yeah. Regardless of where it comes from, uh, sometimes, you know, they'll say I'm having problems with my email and I'll say, are you using webmail or are you using a client? And they say, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just
1: click on the button that says with the mail on it. Yeah. <laughs> mail. You have no idea what they're using me? have you? you know, what service are you using? All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Carers have arrived. Have you- Ah, oh, right. Dare Is all it right. a time? Is it a time? Yeah. <laughs> I've got two choices. I've got to try and extricate myself from the cockpit, or I'm going to have to... Uh, I'm going to mute myself and shout for someone to let him out of the uh, room, otherwise he'll keep okay. I'm going to mute myself while I yell. I won't find it, he says. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what, what am I doing? I've got too many apps in this. Right, hang on. Oh. Uh, Oh, no, when he's there, wire. Oh, where is it? It's so complicated. All I want to do is mute. It's in the wire. It's just <laughs> under your picture. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. God. I'm trying to think. See, I'm too complicated. I've got too many bloody things. Because I'm thinking, oh, is it in audio <laughs> hijack? Is it here? Is it there? Never mind. Right, hang on. Oh, you've found it. Oh, all right. He's decided to settle down now anyway. After all that, by the time I found it, he's decided to go quiet. After and, all that, he's decided to lie down again. And uh, the only difference is when the carers leave, he'll start barking again. When he hears the door go, yes. Oh uh, Well, never mind. Doesn't never matter. mind. Never mind. Yes. Google give Apple a lot of money. Um. Mm, yeah. Um. Apple has made a legal move to challenge the EU law, which should enforce side loading. Um. This was from iMore. Um, this is not really a surprise, is it? Um, they're going to continue, obviously, to take all legal avenues to stop this. Why would they not? Um, Apple has been facing pressure from the EU for a while. We've seen Apple make moves along, uh, along the lines of opening up its ecosystem, including bringing USB-C and the recent move to add RCS. Um, Apple does not wish to give in to every demand and has filed a legal case against the DMA Act. Oh, no, that's a tautology. It's the Digital Marketing Act. So, uh, yeah. according to Reuters, the Court of uh, Justice, the European Union, has posted about the case on X twitter um, Apple's motion isn't unexpected. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, right, okay. Well, details. Details, details. Uh, Apple are, unsurprisingly, continuing to follow every legal avenue to um, block... What annoys
0: me is what annoys me about this is that the EU are trying to do the right thing. So I sent there's a paragraph here that says EU's internal market commissioner, Thierry Breton, was quoted saying, We're finally reining in the economic power of six gatekeepers, giving more choice to consumers and creating new opportunities for smaller innovative tech companies. But what they don't what he doesn't add is by Severely undermining the security of 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 the the players, basically, because we don't really understand what we're doing. We're 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 trying to get every, give everyone more choice, but I would have thought that, considering the annoyance of pop up banners, um, which tell us, you know, are we going to accept cookies or not. We ought to be really careful about what we what we ask for. Yes, otherwise we end up. Otherwise, we end up with a big mess that is not usable by anybody. Um, that's my only. That's my only comment about it. Really, is yeah. Uh, just... Don't just don't just think that opening everything up is is always the best way forward because it isn't necessarily.
1: Uh, uh, it, I understand what they're trying to do, and yes, I could say
0: they're. Their intentions are honourable. It's just the practicalities of it may en- may mean that it ends up that the very people
1: they're fighting for might find it too complicated and end up not using it at all. I think the the risk there is also, you know, the unintended consequences. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I I agree with that. Um. So it's Apple... a little bit
0: like I mean, I'm looking at looking at it another way, it's a little bit like opening. up When they opened up the gas and electricity market, um, they gave lots more choice to people. But what also happened was the people who just can't be bothered with it just end up being ripped off because because the companies know that they can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because they, and often it's the very people that they're doing this for. Who don't end up taking
1: advantage of it because it's too complicated, or it's, or don't it's or don't too um, much hassle, don't have the opportunity, you know? No, sometimes. that's right. Or just don't understand. Um, uh,
0: and and it that that's the difficulty. Um, uh, giving more choice is always a good thing, but I mean you've got to temper that, temper that with usability
1: and, and to take and you security know, to take that. Your example there of you know energy company there is. The problem that happens is you've got people who could get a much better deal by moving to perhaps another supplier who maybe provide a social tariff or, you know, various other um, better deals. Yes. But if you're somebody who is financially struggling, you may find that the reason you, you know, and you're paying not the best deal and not getting the best options but, but there's
0: a cost. There's a cost involved in moving across, and that yes, cost could be more than you can afford. It's yeah, like, absolutely,
1: yeah, you know. Ah, oh, I'd like to move to uh, this other provider who will offer me a lower deal and a social tariff, and. This, that, and the other because of X, Y, Z. Yeah, you, you can do that, that
0: but pay, pay us pay us three hundred quid. You <clears> your <big> provider
1: <laughs> then says, unfortunately, you know, you need there's a exit from your contract fee, and uh, oh, we appear to have undercharged you on the amount of electricity you use, so that's uh, that's a yeah, thousand yeah, pounds yeah, yeah. you need to give us before you can move. And um, exactly, you know, so it's and not the, as uh,
0: just giving people. The freedom doesn't mean that it makes it easy for everybody. No,
1: and uh, in my experience, when I've tried to advise people about this, often what happens is the rules are you can't move until you pay off, you know, whatever the big company wants. And uh, the rules appear to be that the smaller company cannot even pay that off on your behalf and effectively take on the debt because that's not allowed it's still very weird but there we go um the, the yeah. unintended it's, consequences um, indeed unintended yeah. consequences um uh unsurprisingly um apple's head of security has spoken in ent- out against iPhone app sideloading in a new interview, um, and says Apple is working hard to break into its own iPhones. Um, we've got another story about that as well, which we'll come on to. But, um, unsurprisingly, you know, uh, to uh, quote a very famous courtroom saying in the UK, um, you know, he's spoken out against iPhone app sideloading, and uh, of course, he would. <laughs> <laughs> Of course he'd say that. Um, I think that's... Was that Christine Keeler? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's by the by. Um, It's very famous in British law. Somebody was asked that that, uh, a politician denied something that was alleged and the uh, allegant said, well, of course he'd say that, wouldn't he? Uh, There we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, I don't think we need to say much more about that. He's spoken out and um, the fact that he said Apple is working hard to break into its iron. own iPhones um, explained to the independent for the report why Apple feels the need to invest heavily in security. Um, Actually I will open that just for a quick scan. Um, The reality of what the alternative distribution requirements enable is that software that users in Europe need to use, sometimes business software, other times personal software, things they want to use may only be available outside of the store alternatively distributed. Uh, Right, in that case these users don't have a choice to get that software from a distribution mechanism that they trust it is not the case that users will retain the choice they have today to get all their software from the App Store. Um, Craig Federighi has spoken vehemently against sideloading, again as he would um, I can't pronounce this name because it looks like it's Polish or um, it's Christish possibly um, K-R-S-T-I-C with some accent I can't see because my eyes are too weedy to see in the small <laughs> type. Um, uh, that looks like it's probably Polish or at least Eastern European. I'm going to say Christish. Anyway, um, we have a duty to defend our users from threats, um, whether common or in some cases truly grave. So that, that That was his comment. And the reason I'm going to move on to the other one is... Uh, Apple uses Paris engineers to break and harden iPhone security. This was on Apple Insider, um, which is obviously along the same lines of what it was referring to. Um, Apple's Paris-based efforts to break its own security shows the lengths the iPhone may will go to to prevent tools such as Pegasus from accessing vulnerable users' data. Um... The profile of Apple's security work by The Independent, which I think references basically the same uh, piece we were talking about just now. Yeah. Um, the profile uh, attempt uh, details Apple's attempts to respond against threats targeting journalists, activists, and people in politics. Um The work being carried out by Apple's engineers in Paris, including yet-to-launch hardware, involves using various kinds of technology to defeat device security. These attempts include lasers and other finely-tuned sensors due to the need to make hardware as secure as possible. Um, I mean,
0: mean, basically, the the issue they're having, I mean, uh, as an analogy, the issue they're having is... uh say you've got a a device that has is held together by a screw, but the screw is designed by somebody else, and they decide to change the the design of their screw. Uh, and as a consequence now that your whole thing doesn't hold together properly um and that's a, that's a little bit of an analogy for what the problems they're having if they let these third party um stores into their apple ecosphere, if the stores decide to muck about with stuff apple have got to make sure they they know what's changed and they can so that the security can still be secure exactly it's a little bit like a little bit like allowing a third party you don't know to use your building that you own mm. <laughs> without any kind of um, checks on what it is security in place. Do. Mm. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. Isn't it? So, but this uh, in this piece they're talking about um, how Apple are actually using, you know, extremely out there. Um, we look at how state-grade mercenary spyware is abused, the kinds of people who are hit with it, journalists, diplomats, etc. This is not a business decision, it's doing what's right. Um, it touches on side-loading, which obviously was what the other article was talking about. Um, the idea of giving more choice to third parties or stay with the app store protection is a false proposition, says the security chief. Um,
0: I like this phrase. It says, in cases where Apple may be going against governments or major agencies, Christich, did we say Christich, says the view that Apple isn't fighting such entities with its work, but we do see ourselves as having a duty to defend our users from threats, whether common or in some cases truly grave is fair enough
1: it is um but what they're talking about here is rather than trying to you know worry about software they're looking at ways that you can um infer information from the iphone by you you know by really high tech methods like you know examining it with a pulse laser or x-ray examination oh right okay. you know um MRI scans or various other kinds of things. They're actually looking at the physical hardware defense. Right. Oh, okay. I
0: hadn't understood that. Well, okay. they, they,
1: obviously, he's also talking about software, which is what they're saying. Yes. But this, this Paris lab appeared to be working on, you know, trying to prevent people from, I don't know, reading stuff from the memory registers by examining the phone with high-frequency lasers or, or and, you know, other kinds of yeah. hardware. Okay things, all very interesting stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice to know they're up to that. Um, um, Also, and sort of going back to the RCS um, thing, there was a big story early in the week about the Nothing Phone, who had said that uh, using Nothing Chats, that you would be able to um, register with your Apple ID and appear on iPhones as if you were coming from an iPhone in iMessage, even though you were using a nothing Android phone. Um, And this was done using um, a third-party app called Sunbird. Um, Lots of people basically said, don't do this, it's if not shady, a very silly thing to be doing. You're giving your, you're giving your Apple ID credentials to a third party. Um, yeah. And apparently less than 24 hours after launching the chats app, nothing has pulled it from the play store. Um, this comes following reports that media or messages are unencrypted, counter to the company's claims, um, making it worse. It seems the data is accessible and stored on a server. Um, so nothing, nothing
0: about uh, nothing about nothing is uh, mm. Mm. not what it seems yeah. nothing <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, nothing chats was announced as a way to build a b- blue bubble bridge to bring iMessage to the nothing phone too. then mm. Apple essentially rendered the app useless by intran- an- intran- announcing r c s support um, and then now nothing might be in hot water as disastrous privacy issues were unearthed by. Uh, various individuals, including 9to5Google and Dylan Roussel, whoever he is, but I'm sure he's a security researcher. Um, The company partnered with Sunbird uh which is an an app akin to beeper uh you need an iPhone a you new know, phone number or apple id with the former being the de facto option you need to sign in with your apple id before able to being able to use that app. and uh, pretty much everybody on every um Every podcast I've listened to has basic said, don't do this. It's, you know, you are giving your uh, credentials to a third party who is putting it on an app mini server somewhere and using that to bridge you into iMessage. And it's just yeah. not worth
0: it. I, I, I'd, I'd like, I'd liken that to giving away the keys of your kingdom to somebody else.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> I think the, the closest to a sensible comment i heard was one podcast who said if you're an android user and you created an apple id purely for the sake of doing this then yeah maybe otherwise <laughs> if you're an apple user don't do this it's incredibly stupid don't do it um yeah to to quote uh, to
0: quote monty python one day son all of this will be yours. Be yours. Yeah. What the curtains? Cat- mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, people. Anyway, uh, it didn't last very long, and uh, it got pulled basically within twenty four hours for a variety of reasons, uh, most of which had probably been predicted before. And no. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: And as most podcasts said, it's not that nothing have come up with something special. They're partnering with a third party called Sunbird, and um, I wouldn't get involved with it. It's as sketchy as hell. So there we are. Um, The 7.2 Beta 3 is live. I can tell you that as well. Um, New features for your iPhone coming in 7.2. 17.2, 17.2, I think we've mentioned this before. Um, Apple Music favouriting improvements. Uh, you're allowed to disable inline prediction if you wish. Photos and Apple Music now work better together. Apparently, uh, old wallpapers are brought back. Um, the collaborative collaborative um, playlists are now going live. Journaling app is coming. Um... Lots of people. Oh, that'll if you... please. That'll please
0: the, uh, That one feature alone, the uh, shared playlists and things, will please some people, won't it? Uh, mm. Not. Not one affect me personally, but uh, well, the collaborative. A lot of these things.
1: I think shared playlist. Collaborative, yeah. The shared playlist. No, I don't mean shared. Yeah, yeah, might already be live. I can't remember. It's not something I do. No. Uh, um, but uh, collaborative allows you basically to work with other people to build a playlist, for example, for a you know a party night, for a or party or whatever. You know, yeah. Br- Oh, that's good.
0: that's Pre- good. I can see how that would be useful.
1: Yes, it's a you know, sounds like a good thing. Um uh the journal app is still in beta and if you listen to podcasts, lots of people are making suggestions about how it could improve and it's um it's basically it's working, but the main problem is at the moment most people say it only works on your phone. Um and until it comes to all of Apple's devices it's not really that usual, um not most... a not a lot,
0: really, not a lot of changes. It's just
1: some... no, no, they're, they're all minor you know, tweaks. the tweaks, new things yeah. are coming, several things which were announced, which you know didn't come out in seventeen point zero or seventeen point one and were promised are now coming that's it um, really good Black Friday is coming, of course, we're already in Black Friday week, um as I mentioned before the show to Nick um. Amazon are offering the new Echo Pop for uh I don't know, about fifty percent off. I think it's about currently about eighteen pounds here in the UK and you can seventeen ninety nine. And yeah. you can get a pop for about twenty uh, um sorry, and you can get a dot for about twenty two pounds or thereabout. Uh both of which are substantially reduced, although as far as I'm aware, nobody buys Amazon Echo devices unless it's Black <laughs> Friday week or Prime Day or whatever because, you know, or Fire Tablets, the same, you know, they give them away at that those times, pretty much, and um, it's
0: worth waiting for, Yeah, you know, the other times, if you're going to buy an Amazon
1: yeah. if you're going to buy an Amazon thing, buy it at Prime or Black Friday or one of their other deal days um, uh, what have we got here, another one, nothing chats pulled from Play Store amid privacy blunder um, Android Central. So, um, was that one I just mentioned? I don't know. Um, Amazon has joined the Black Friday M3 MacBook Pro price war and driving prices down to fourteen forty nine dollars Uh, lots of that sort of thing. Um, uh... Um, and we got, uh, I've got some hints and tips. I've got some hints and tips before we do anything else. Um, slash gear how to set a silent vibrate only alarm on your Apple Watch, which is quite handy if you want to use, you know, the alarms on your watch, but not uh, have everybody in the room know that your alarm is (laughs) going off. (laughs) Um, I haven't looked into this, but obviously, instructions are there. That will be in the show notes. Um, Tidbits has secret hiddens of the function key. Um, Again, this is quite a long uh, article, so I won't go into great depth. I can
0: imagine. Yeah.
1: The FN key. does all sorts of things and can be used to do all sorts of other things. This is a very long article. I have read it, and it goes into all the history of the function key and when it was introduced and when various functions were added to it or taken away from it. Um, but it's worth reading if you're not aware of what you can do with the function key. It's a very useful uh, article and well worth looking at. Um,
0: yeah, re- read it through and you'll go, oh. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's useful. And then when you finish reading, you'll forget about the wall. <laughs>
1: yeah, probably. Um <laughs> But its main use, of course, is it can enable certain, I mean, its most common use is obviously the top row of keys on most Apple keyboards are the function keys. But by default, they do things like brightness and, yes. uh, sh- you know, um, spotlight and volume up and volume down and mute the mic and all those sorts of things. Um, But if you hold down the function key, they behave as F1, F2, or, of course, if you're um, a user of more power tools like Photoshop or, I don't know, Final Cut Pro or whatever, you may have the, uh, in system settings, have switched them the other way around so that they behave as F1, F2, F3, F4, etc. By default. By default, yeah. Because um you know those those sorts of programs often have lots of um important functions logged to those and you would wish them not to have you would wish not to have to press the function key to get them to work in which case of course pressing the function no. key makes them do brightness and spotlight, and all the volume up and volume down and so on. But it can do other things, and that article explains it. in. I wonder what
0: made the original designer of the keyboard decide on function keys. I wonder if it was that very thing, that there were always going to be things that it it needed that weren't built into the keyboard that people could then program. It was quite forward-thinking when you think about it, wasn't it?
1: I think function keys were added... To keyboards very much um, in the early days of computing, when they were needed to do various commands. And if you look at, um, if you get,
0: I can remember the function keys being used a lot for when you were using something like um, uh, Word before Windows was about. So in back in the DOS days, and you were using Word, you'd use the function keys to call specific things so that your typist didn't have to look down at the keyboard much, you know.
1: Yep, yep. And if you um, look at things like, thing. um, was it Vim and, you know, these sort of hardcore text, text editors yeah. text editors and whatnot, they're used to do all sorts of clever things. And I think they're used quite a lot in, um, I'm not sure, I'm not, obviously I'm not a coder, but I believe coders use them a lot. They're used to call various functions or insert various routines and so on. Um, -hmm. so yeah, they've been there for a long time and many people probably hardly ever use them. But if you're a, if you're a user of, um, you know, if you're a user of things like Photoshop or various other pro apps, you will probably be using them all the time for whatever use in your program, but they can do other things in the finder and whatnot. Should you care to dig around? um,
0: I've got a new toy to play with this week. So I, um... I've been having a problem for a while with not being able to get my key out of my front door if it wasn't locked, fully locked. So it's okay. a I've got a multi-point front door with, you know, UPVC. Yeah, And yeah. you have to pull the handle and and all that sort of stuff. So I've been watching lots of YouTube's about how how to repair them or how to get them um to replace the the locking mechanism part, not not the um not the multi-point part just the actual
1: lock. yeah the, the barrel um,
0: yeah and it's fairly straightforward um from what i can see but what i've decided is i've gone for um a uh new key n-u-i n-u-k-i uh smart lock uh and i bought their secure lock as well so it'll replace the lock but then you attach a an attachment on the inside of the door only. So on the outside, you can't tell it's a smart lock. Yeah. Um, and it will operate either with uh, your phone um, or uh, it, you could also set up a geo fencing thing. So when you walk up to the door, it'll open it. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to having a play with that tomorrow. I've learned an awful lot about how to replace um, Euro smart lock, Euro locks. And it comes with this. It comes with a very clever multi-use lock where you can take bits off it and add bits to it, depending on the size of your lock. And it's all very clever. It's very nicely made. It comes in a very posh box, Um, and it wasn't ridiculously expensive, although far more than just buying the lock on its own, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, looking forward to having a play with that. Nuki, look it up. N
1: u k i. Okay, interesting. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, if you've got, or at least in my experience, most of the modern UPVC door with multi-point locks, where you pull the handle up to put the deadbolts down, yes. Um, the barrel, which the you know your Yale type key goes into, yes, is the only bit. If you need to change the keys, all you need to do is you you unscrew the barrel. That's right. Take on that the out. on the
0: inside on the the inside of the UPVC door. Yeah. So, and, and Not it, on the
1: inside, on the side. <laughs> yeah, but it's... Um, yes, and it should just slip out then. And it's a um, sort of oval, well, peel-shaped brass thing about five inches long or something, isn't it? And you take it Yeah, that out, that's right. And then you put another one in and um, you can replace that. I've done that in the past. Um, that, yeah, no,
0: this isn't, this isn't a Yale. This is a Eurolock yeah yeah but um, um it's the it's the, it's the one it's the one that's shaped a little bit like it's like a circle with a bit sticking out to the bottom of it yes, yes um, it's that kind of look. but but yeah, yeah, I mean they're quite simple mechanisms really um, I was watching someone earlier on who was showing how easy they are to break the original ones oh yeah um if, if you can get purchase on it, that is if mm. you you need to be able to get purchase on it, but if you can, so he put. This guy put one in a vice, and okay, he's got he's got plenty of purchase on it at that point. Uh, and because the thinnest part of it is just um, a barrel, a little, a, a small barrel with a, a hole going through it for your screw to go into, it's a really weak point, And he literally hardly put any effort into it at all; it just snapped the end off. Yeah. Um, so that more modern locks now have multiple break points, so they don't stop them breaking. Um, but they do when they do break, they don't unlock the door. Yeah.
1: So they're not allowing someone into your house effectively. Yeah. No. The endless the endless war of, you know, security versus um yes, people trying to
0: attack. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think I've said
1: before, you know, I'm a fairly big you know, I was fairly big at one point on medieval history and um you can follow the same sort of thing in armour versus weapons, you know. Um I'm sure. Yeah, (laughs) You know, people uh, wore leather or other types of armor um, to protect against slashing uh, and stabbing. Chainmail was very good against protecting against being slashed, which was, you know, when it was introduced, most weapons were swords and axes designed to slash you or hack you. Um, yes. so people developed swords for piercing which chainmail is not that great against so then they started developing plate armour and that's good against a lot of piercing weapons then people de- designed you know hammers with spo- points on that are designed to puncture the plate and so on and so forth and that's so it goes right, yes. <laughs> and so it goes <laughs> on you know and um, even plate armour you know goes through various stages of um, design as people yes i'm sure
0: i'm sure there were occasions in the development of them where um they felt very very safe but couldn't actually move
1: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> because their armor was so heavy that's not actually true that's a that's actually an urban myth but never mind oh is it oh yeah, right. that's actually an urban myth um no, I've seen people in full plate armour of various styles and periods, uh, obviously reproduction, but they can run and jump and do somersaults and all sorts. I can assure you um, people who designed armour for people to protect themselves whilst fighting uh, were pretty sure to make sure that uh, you could actually yeah, we, we can
0: Yeah, uh, we can probably blame someone like Danny Kaye for... Uh... Yeah. For perpetrating the myths that you'd fall you'd yeah. fall over.
1: <laughs> yeah. The um the closest you would get to that is certain types of jousting armour. Uh, certainly in the later period where it was very specialized and had very heavy plates. Yeah. Um, and you're on the back of a horse who was much stronger than you. Were. <laughs> yeah, but um yeah. even then, no, people could did they did not have to be winched into their horse despite the jokes. But there we are. <laughs> um where are we let's let's get back to the point um where were we what other things have i got uh um oh yes um a couple of points of interest um how to record spatial videos on your iphone 15 pro which is the only phone that do it i believe yeah. um this will be coming it's in the betas um Basically, turn your phone landscape, and with the iPhone 15 Pro, it will use your main camera and the five times wide angle, I believe, to take a binocular uh, video We're at 1080p. And this will be this will be to create these um, spatial video memories yeah. type things, which Apple showed off. Um, so, Tom's guide telling you sounds know, very cool how to go about that. Um, and then a YouTuber, uh, Mac Rumors, wrote about this, I've seen it elsewhere, YouTuber explains how to watch spatial videos from the iPhone 15 Pro on VR headsets, um, I believe he used a MetaQuest, possibly the three, um, basically it's a bit of a palaver, you have to do it and export it and faff about and make right. it. Make it into um a video you can view on one of the v r headsets and then you can um watch it and it will show up simply as a you know a square window showing it rather than Apple are going to have right. this nice lady dreamy edge and all the rest but if you know if you have an iphone 15 pro and want to experiment with the spatial video and then actually see something like what it might appear like uh he tells you how to export it and baff about with it so you can put it on your vr headset and actually view it even though it won't show up how apple will show it um <laughs> fair enough but you know, if you're if you're keen and want to experiment, you know, nice to know that there is another way to actually look at it in a VR headset, even if it's not what you'll see on the Apple device when it comes. Um Apple have extended emergency SOS via satellite for another for an additional three year for iPhone fourteen users. Extending that to three years, I believe. Um, uh, and nobody still knows what uh, will come after that but Apple for now have just said carry on using it for free Um, so that's that very nice Um, Apple Music Classical has arrived on the iPad, uh, but bizarrely not available yet on other devices, I believe. Yeah, um, that's a strange decision, but there we go. Yeah, well a little bit time, I suppose. I guess there, I guess we'll get there. Um, another couple of tips, I suppose. Um, IMOR says buying a Black Friday MacBook Pro. Don't sleep on the M2 models. Um, basically sensible advice if you're looking for um you now if you're looking for a MacBook Pro don't feel that you have to go all the way to an M3 don't uh, rule out the M2 or even to some extent the M1 models uh you know yeah absolutely with, with Black Friday um going what was the um I can't remember what podcast I was listening to oh the cult cast the cult cast and uh, earth on earth on elijah of the cult cast who's well known for being you know, salivating at the latest Apple <laughs> kit um, yeah. and pretty much feeling that, as he described it, I have an emotional need to have the latest and greatest Apple kit. Even <laughs> he admitted that um, he was looking at the M3s and although he really, 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 really wants an M3 uh, MacBook Pro with uh, M3 Max uh he's not sure that he can justify the expense because he's checked his M1 MacBook Pro with uh M1 Max and uh he said it doesn't even break a sweat doing the things I do. I've checked the, you know, I checked the cores and uh it's not like I get anywhere near breaking um you know <laughs> Maxing them out. So I'm torn. I really, really, really want one because I have an emotional attachment to having the best kit. But to be honest, uh, in practical terms, nothing I do is even stressing my M1. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a good deal on a machine, don't forget, you don't always have to jump to the latest and greatest. And Black Friday deals might mean you could get a real bargain on an M1 or an M2.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am I, I can't see me upgrading quite a long time. My one, Mac Minis. No. When I say Mac Minis, I mean the one that I bought for church as well. Yeah. But... but... I mean, they're just such capable little machines. They're without, fantastic. And they don't seem to skip, They don't seem to skip a beat for everything I want to do with them.
1: So no. I mean, I never really. I can't say I ever stressed my M1 uh, MacBook Air, and as you know, uh, you know, and probably everybody listening to this knows, I bought a, an M2 uh, MacBook Air, but that was only because I sold my house and I was cash rich, yes. and it was like, and why not? <laughs> and why not? You know, yeah. any other time I'd have gone. You're having a laugh. No, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely no need. And the M1 is, you know, still a fabulous machine. Um, so you shouldn't, it's a little rule bit. Well, it out. I think
0: I said, I think I said when the M1s first came out, you know, don't expect there to be huge performance gains in, no, in the I later mean, chips because there won't be. Well, I mean, I
1: and, think, and
0: and there haven't been. I mean, don't get me wrong,
1: they're very capable, but and they, you know, by Recent standards, they're getting twenty, you know, fifteen to twenty percent performance gain per gen, which is yeah, still significant when you're talking about. But it's
0: uh, only significant if you're doing something that is using all that well power. Going to
1: stress it exactly. Yes. I forget. Yeah. I think it was ATP. Of course, it probably was where um one of the guys, you know, they're coders. They do heavy duty stuff. Um and whatnot, and one of the guys was saying, "Oh, you know, my when I do, I don't know, was it builds, you know, builds of Overcast or something live builds of the new version of Overcast or whatever, you know, the the thing goes like all the way into the red." Um, you know that all the cores are maxed out. Well, yeah. unless you do that sort of thing, yeah, no. And he's considering buying a new, you know, a newer, faster, better Mac. Fine, the rest of us, yeah. Uh, unless you're doing if that. you if, um,
0: <laughs> if 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 you've got one icon one one program that bounces more than three times and it worries you, <laughs> then <laughs> then perhaps you need the fastest speed.
1: <laughs> yeah well, there you go um and even that doesn't necessarily mean anything. sometimes apps just take a long time to load, you know
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it could be yes, it could be that the, it's the um the uh storage subsystem that's actually not quite as fast yep, and the there actual processor might not make any difference at all
1: if you're worried about it, you know check, check the the things that show you how many cores are being maxed out, and I can guarantee you. For 99% of us, even if you had the most basic M1, you are not stressing. (laughs) You are not stressing your chips. Anyway, um, uh, Cult of Mac also brought us uh, Block YouTube ads with the best Safari extension ever. Um, And this, apparently, uh, I've not tried it because I don't use YouTube that much, but um, Vinegar blocks YouTube ads with native video playback on iPhone, iMac. And uh, uh, Mac and iPad. Sorry, um, it replaces the YouTube video player with the built in iOS or Mac OS video player, which gives you all sorts of benefits. You won't see any ads, uh, you just jump straight to the YouTube content. Uh, you get that's That's pretty cool. The
0: um, of course, it only works in Safari, it doesn't work, you have to. You have to be using Safari, of course, because it's yeah. an extension to Safari. Rather but, than... So you um, can't use the YouTube app or You can't use of the of YouTube
1: yeah. app. However, it says here, it brings uh, a bunch of features that YouTube has taken away. You can play picture-in-picture. Picture, um, you can play audio. You can go to the home screen. Uh, it uses Apple's own video player instead of the YouTube. Um, okay, whatever. Yeah, Don't don't Um,
0: be surprised if uh, YouTube
1: breaks this. They'll do their best to break it. But (laughs) um, it is $1.99, probably $1.99 or £1.50 in the UK, I'm guessing. Um, It's a one-off purchase, $1.99. Bearing in mind that YouTube will charge you $14 a month. For YouTube yeah, Premium.
0: I'd be, I'd be interested to see it working, I must admit, because I, I subscribe to Premium um, YouTube because I watch so much of it. Um, it'd be interesting to see it working, how, how effective it is.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, you know, for ninety nine UK, you know, two whole UK pounds, um, you might want to try it out and save yourself, you know, $14 a month. Who knows? Um, that's a top, a Ooh. top recommendation from Cult of Mac. As you say, I'm sure YouTube will do their best to break it ASAP, but um, <laughs> yes. they might not be able to because obviously, basically, you're just sending the uh, the video by using Safari. You are sending the video to the Mac. Uh, you know, or iOS Safari um, yeah. video player. Not... Look,
0: looking at taking another another perspective. If you watch a lot of YouTube and like I do, and you want to support people who you follow, then don't do this because well, <laughs> obviously that's... they they won't get any money. They won't that's... get any money from it either. So
1: yeah, or if you <clears throat> you know if you do do this because you can't stand the ads, um, you know, pay them. Although I suspect yeah. like most of them have
0: got Patreon accounts, so if you want to support them, support them a different way.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say also like my, many professional or, you know, semi professional podcasts, I suspect um, they will offer um, you know, a membership Via Patreon yes. or or uh, what's the other one? Um, I don't know. There's well, YouTube
0: one. has its own membership as well thing so.
1: where you know where you can pay them directly and get the ad free version. Um, yeah, Apple have uh, are bringing back the popular Apple Watch feature which should not have gone away. Um, this is the fact that in Watch OS ten they removed the swipe left and right to change watch faces. Um, if you've got um you know, if you've got an Apple Watch that does um is on Watch OS ten, they removed the slight swipe left and right across the screen to change the watch face. You now have to hold the watch face down until you go into edit and then you can swipe that way. Apparently, um in the it's latest... a first
0: first world problem, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yes it is. But um in the latest beta, they've brought that back, and there will be a toggle to allow it or not. Which as fair several enough. people have said, um, yeah, fair enough. Some people probably got annoyed that you could accidentally swipe across the screen and change your, um, you know, yeah. change your watch face without realising you've done it. So now it's a toggle: allow swipe left and right to change screens, yes or no. Um, cool. Apple have stopped selling OS X Lion and Mountain Lion installers on CD. Um, I suspect most of us didn't even realise they were still doing that, but uh, apparently, does, you...
0: does that mean that
1: does that mean they're now available free for download or whatever? Uh, I think, that, um, I don't know. Oh, because weren't they aren't... the last ones you had to pay for? I can't remember what was the last one you had to pay for. Was it Mountain Lion?
0: Uh, oh, you might be right. Yeah, because... you might be right. I'm thinking of because if you've got an old Mac, it no, I'm thinking of the online ones. So this is after this, isn't it? Yeah, because um, with the online ones, you know, it, they'll try and default back to their old, their their basic. If you if you crash your machine in some way, they'll try and install the original. Well, you install, can actually.
1: They? There's actually there's options for that. Um, I even, used to even if you've got an old Mac, yeah, you can. Um, yeah. Oh, did I? I know the ones for Intel. There were options for install the earliest iOS. Available to this Mac or original OS? Install the last OS on this Mac, or install the latest OS available to this Mac. Um, oh, and, okay. And uh, you... The
0: last. I, all, all I'm thinking is the last time I did it, which is quite a long while ago now. Um, it was a bit of a pain because it, it didn't give me an option. It just immediately started to the,
1: well, he, um, take me into the
0: the old version.
1: The, 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 it was. It was like. When you did it, it was like option or option shift or whatever. When you did when it, uh, right, okay. one of those, you know, three finger Vulcan death grip things you had to <laughs> do that you had to look up beforehand to figure out which one. One was, but one was the earliest available to this machine. One was the last OS installed on this machine, and the other one was right. the latest OS available. Anyway. But these,
0: I'm yep. probably thinking of something like like Mavericks or something. Cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Who probably. knows?
1: Yeah. Um, actually, thinking about it, yeah, maybe Lion and Mountain Lion were the last two you actually had to pay for. I think Lion was a tenner and Mountain Lion was like two quid or something.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Because my first machine had Mountain Lion on it, I think. I don't think it came with Lion. I think I'd already got Mountain Lion. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, That was 2007.
1: Because I remember paying for one of them, but getting it via download, not paying for the CD anyway. Right, yeah. But um, until now, apparently, who knew, you could still buy them um, on CD. And this is now being discontinued. And to be honest... Um, there must be enough of those things kicking around that it's unlikely to make any difference to anybody. (laughs) I've probably got half a dozen mountain lion disc installers kicking around my house. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or at least used to have, maybe most of them have gone in the skip. I think I've still got one in my bag somewhere. Anyway, there we are. Um, and uh, also, uh, pre-Black Friday sale at b and H. don't know who B&H are. Um, well, in this country, it's Benson & Hedges, but I'm pretty sure they <laughs> don't. I'm pretty sure Benson & Hedges will not sell you an M1 Max MacBook Pro. Um assuming, I don't know. I am assuming that they're, I was going to say, it's not B&M because Barnes & Noble. Um Whoever they are, I'm assuming they're an American retailer, um, and they are doing Save Big on a 14-inch MacBook Pro and 16-inch MacBook Pro M1 Max, um, and they are selling a 14-inch MacBook Pro Max M1 Max 64 gig of uni unified memory and a two terabyte SSD for two and a half thousand US dollars. Uh, originally, this machine was priced at four thousand one hundred dollars. Wow. Um And the 16-inch MacBook Pro with the same M1 Max and 64 gig of unified memory and a four terabyte SSD is selling at three thousand US dollars. Um, which was originally 4900 Um So there you go. That's just backing up what we said earlier. If you want a new machine, but yeah. don't... I mean, to be honest, if you was to buy an M1 Max, that would probably outperform most of the M2 range until you got mm, way up in the M2 Pro to M2 Max. Yeah, probably. You know, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know what the direct comparisons are. No, nor do really, I. It doesn't really matter.
1: <laughs> if you're on a budget, yeah. I'm saying, you no. Know, I would say if you're on a budget, that sort of thing is, you know, how to get yourself a blinking good machine for... Really a fabulous deal. I mean, Apple do shaft you, we all know this, Apple shaft you for RAM and storage. So those are offering you yeah, 64 indeed. gig machines yep. with two or four gigab- uh terabytes of storage um, at, you know, serious discounts. Obviously, they're not mm. the newest machines, but they are very, very good machines. Um. I think that's probably it, Nick. Um, I think, let just scroll through. Is there anything else desperately important? Um, I don't think so. Uh, don't think there is. Uh, GM, uh, iPhone 15 owners with GM cars are having problems with wireless charging. Okay. Um, phones and,
0: f- uh, cars and phones don't always get on well together, do they? They're oh, sometimes quite don't, flaky.
1: Don't, don't. I love my new, I love my new MG. <laughs> but if there's one thing that is really driving me up the wall and it is nothing to do with the car per se it's the bluetooth i paired my apple you know my iphone with the car it has um it has carplay if you plug it in via a cable um yeah that's a little bit flaky sometimes you have to unplug it and replug it before it decides to recognize it it'll be plugged in and then you go to try and hit carplay and it will say plug your iphone in with the cable all right kind of that's annoying but i can live with that but most of the time i don't actually want carplay i just want to use the bluetooth so i paired my phone via bluetooth it stayed paired for about a day and a half um And constantly, I get in the car, and then it will say, there was a request to pair from your iPhone. You tap, okay, failed. Endlessly, I have (laughs) to, basically, I have to, nearly every day when I get in the car, I have to go to my iPhone, go into the Bluetooth settings, forget the car, then uh, go into the car, go to the Bluetooth settings, select my phone, pair, do it again. Sometimes it fails. Do it again. Turn on syncing. And then it says, fine, it's paired to your phone. Yesterday, right, yesterday, I went out, I paired it. I went out, I stopped at the supermarket, because I wanted to go in the supermarket and buy something for tea. I came out, I had to do it again. I then drove most of the way home. I stopped at the local co-op because I realised I needed milk and a packet of cigarettes, which they don't sell in the other supermarket. Well, they sell milk, but I've forgotten the milk. They don't sell cigarettes, by the way. (coughs) I went in the shop. I bought a packet of cigarettes and a pack uh, and a bottle of milk. Came out, got in the car. Bluetooth was gone again. It's like you know, it's just like that's so annoying. That is a pretty <laughs> first world problem. I know it is. It, you know, it's but it's not a minor annoyance because I want to just get in the car, put the phone on the charging pad, and then. Press play my play my podcast.
0: Um, yeah, I have the same sort. I have the same sort of issue, but not with Bluetooth. I it. I have a problem with. Um, I do like to use Apple CarPlay occasionally, particularly if I'm going on a long journey, and um, there must be something wrong with the uh, Lightning port on my iPhone 11 because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes I have to sort of. Twist, get the cable under some tension, and sort of wedge it against something. And, well, and it's that sort of thing where, where, um, if you if you plug it in uh, and you put it down, as soon as you put it down, it's lost it again.
1: <laughs> well, I would say that that might be your cable, or it might be an issue with your phone. I've Apart tried, from... yeah, I've
0: tried a number of different cables, and, and, However, and they all have the same issue. So.
1: I would say you does your phone have problems when you plug it in at night charge if you plug it in. i
0: don't plug it in at night i put it on Uh, a charger. well
1: your best bet is for a few nights try plugging it in and see if it stays charging or if it does the thing where it goes and then 10 minutes later if it does then there might be a problem with your port but i have found exactly the same in my new mg you plug the thing in. Oh, right, okay. It either says it's not connected, then CarPlay will come on. You tap CarPlay, the CarPlay comes up, you start doing it, and just as your podcast is about to start playing or something, it's it got us back out again. And then you have oh, to that's unplug-, unplug the cable, plug it back in. Wait for CarPlay to come back on. So, no, I don't... I suspect... That this is, you know, and bizarrely, I've often found in my MG, if it if I have it plugged in, it's actually better to unplug the USB A uh, plug from the car yeah. and plug that back in than it is to unplug the light.
0: Before. Oh, that's interesting. I could try that. I could try that. Don't it ask me why.
1: Difference. And there's no reason. There's nothing wrong with the cable. <laughs> I know there's nothing wrong with the cable. There's nothing wrong with my phone. I started to suspect there was something wrong with my phone because of this. Um also my car has one USB-A and one USB-C. So, you know, I could yes, try so a USB. Yeah. I could try USB-C to Lightning or whatever, but I don't think it make a lot. Of oh, money.
0: well. So, yes, but generally car manufacturers seem to have problems with Connecting to anything that isn't a car,
1: basically. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> this is most annoying for me because my old Citroen, uh, which I did have CarPlay, but I rarely used, I the, yeah. the Bluetooth on that was rock solid. Rock solid.
0: I, yeah, I don't have any problems with Bluetooth, I must admit. I, if I want to play anything, you know, listen to a podcast or whatever, it's uh, very simple to do.
1: And I'm but, uh, I'm like you, right? I like to use CarPlay if I'm going a longest journey, yeah. but I don't go on that many longest journeys. Most of my journeys are half an hour ish, so I just want to get in the car, put the put the phone down, press play stuff via Bluetooth, and go. And yeah. um, at the moment, I'm having extreme difficulty with keeping the damn thing. Once it's connected, it stays connected, but if you leave the car. You know, take your phone out of Bluetooth range or turn the car off. When you come back, it's like real hit and miss, whether it will reconnect or whether it will just go. Yeah. What? You know, and the worst thing is, it's got a pairing history screen and you go to the pairing history. Yes, Vinny, we know. Yes, it's very annoying, yeah, I isn't think it? He's, I
0: think he's saying you've been talking long enough. Yes, indeed. Get, get off. Get
1: off. I want to go for a walk. I do. He wants to go for a walk. Right, we'll sign off. We'll sign here. off with Vinny having his say. Um, so, there we go. That's it for this week. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Uh, lots of stories. That's all right. It's my pleasure, um, as always. I know you're busy next week, so um, yeah. ho- hopefully I can find somebody else to come on. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, some Step up, you people out there. <laughs> Arm twisting. Arm twisting will be required. Um, yeah. There we go. Uh, well, what do we say? The usual. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for everybody who supports the show in all the normal manners. Money, beer, wine, whatever. <laughs> who cares? You know, bashing people over the head till they admit, you know, agree to listen to us. Whatever. Um, and, uh, well, I've pretty much given up on the socials, to be honest. Um, you can still find me on ex-Twitter. Uh, and you can still find me on Mastodon, if you want, as at Serenak, S-E-R-E-N-A-K. But uh, other than yeah, that... We're
0: both on the both on the Slack, of course.
1: Uh, the best place to go is join us in the Slack. Follow the link and join us in the Slack. Join in the fun and frolics and... Mutual commiserations and all the rest. And while we're on, yes. All all the best, mutual commiserations, all the best to Rob Brake from Slack Broom, who is Oh yeah. Yeah. Back in the hospital Absolutely. again, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: get well soon, mate.
1: Yeah. And uh apparently uh, you know, is having issues uh with the hospital Wi Fi, which um I've found in my experience, hospital Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi itself is usually great, but what you can get from the internet is limited. And uh, at least in my hospitals around here, the 3G slash 4G signal is appalling. I don't know if that's a function of where they are. Often hospitals are on the outskirts of the town, aren't they? And um,
0: well, it's probably. Yeah, it's also probably there are big metal structures, aren't they underneath? So they're quite often, probably Faraday cage problems. So.
1: Quite often, yes. Um, I know for a fact that um, my nearest hospital, which is uh, the West Suffolk Hospital, if you go there, like the last time I was there, um, your your phone will show that you have two bars of 4G, which you would think would work, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a phone call, but you cannot get the internet for love nor money. Um,
0: yeah I've I've come to the conclusion that the little symbols that you get on the top of your phone actually don't tell you anything very much at all
1: nah, <laughs> nah they're, they're just I think they're just there for decoration to be honest they, yeah, yeah they don't do anything <laughs> anyway that's enough of that right so we shall um, we shall sign it off and uh, I hopefully will be back next week and uh, I'm sure Nick will be back soonish so until next time goodbye cheerio
0: Hi, my name is Dave Ginsberg, and I am the host of the In Touch with iOS podcast. We talk about all things Apple, including iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, the news of the day, and related technologies. I am joined by many great guests from the Apple community, including Jeff Gamet, Guy Searle, Kelly Gumatt, Chuck Joyner, and many others. Please give us a listen. You can find us in your favorite podcatcher or in touch with iOS.com.
1: Be the Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.
0: I've just tried to. Uh, I've just. Tr- I'm looking at this article. I've just tried to scroll up and down and thought, why isn't it moving? Why isn't it moving? <laughs> and then noticed I glanced across to my right hand, and I'm trying to scroll up and down on a on a um, on a on a um, uh, uh, the the pad that I put my tea on. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Instead of your touchpad, I'm definitely going senile. <laughs> oh, well,
1: we're all going slowly senile, mate. We're all Indeed. going slowly senile, right? Okay, um, what other ones are there? We've got uh, head of security talks against sideloading. Well, he would, wouldn't he? As the famous quote goes, um,
0: yeah, I don't know why Did anyone thinks side loading's a good idea, but there you go.
1: Well, only the nerds who want to install stupid, weird shit, you know.
0: Oh, the but other. Even, yeah, well, that's true. But I mean, what you're actually saying is please let that. It's the same as the blooming government saying we want back doors. It's the same thing. If you start mucking around with you, letting people in and into your operating system and doing stuff, <laughs> they're probably going to muck it up or well... they're gonna let something nasty in.
1: Yeah, well, I think the answer to that is, well, I'm sure we've said this before, but the answer will be if Apple force it, or if Apple are forced to do it, yeah. I suspect they will make a big... First of all, they'll have a switch. Do you wish to allow side loading, yes or no? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, then it's your own fault. And then it will have... With a, a disclaimer, yes. <laughs> with a big warning that comes up when, are you really sure you want to do this? You know, you'll no longer be protected by blah, 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 blah. And then people who really want to do it can do it. And everybody else will stay never touch it. Yeah. It'll be off by default, True. hidden somewhere in the bloody settings. If Apple have their way, I'm sure. And to be honest, I'd have no I'd have no interest in doing it and I'm, you know, really geeky. I can sort of
0: understand. I, I could sort of understand people wanting to sideload when it, the iPhone was new and it was missing oh, uh, yeah. not exactly not exactly um uh Essential features, but it was definitely missing some stuff that would have been useful at the beginning. Well, I, I remember, um,
1: I remember at the very early stages when you couldn't cut and paste.
0: Yeah, that's right. I something had something as simple
1: as that. I had an app or something stupid like typewriter or something, which did allow you to somehow, I can't remember how it worked now, but instead of copying and pasting, you wrote in that, and then you could somehow, I think you could copy out of that and paste it somewhere else. It was a bit weird. I think it it obviously implemented its own clipboard. Right. Somehow, I forget now, but it was a way of getting stuff from place to place when you couldn't do copy and paste. Yes.
0: I mean, for me, I I think I've said it before, but for me, Continuity features of uh, iOS and macOS and are uh, the bits that I use the most. I mean, they mm. just save so much time. I mean, like when I'm, I haven't got, um, I haven't got WhatsApp on my iPad. I prefer it just on my phone. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I want to copy and paste stuff into it. Well, I can do that on the Mac, or I can do it on the iPad and then just literally just say paste. Into yeah. the into WhatsApp on the phone. Yeah. And I mean that just is so useful.
1: Oh, the shared clipboard is absolutely brilliant. I mean, the minute they brought that in, continuity is just bloody fabulous, you know. Yeah. Open your Mac. It's one of the best and all that sort of thing.
0: We don't really talk about it very much, but it's probably one of the best things about being in the Apple garden,
1: as it were. I is, think the whole the fact
0: that everything connects together.
1: I think the thing with that is why it never gets mentioned is because it's basically seamless. You forget that you will almost forget that you're actually yeah. using a piece of Apple technology to do it. You know, yeah, you want to paste right. something, you can paste things from your watch to your phone and all sorts of bonkers.
0: Uh, and you speak to other people and, they, and they'll sort of say, um, uh, oh, I'll have to email that to myself. And I thought, oh, gosh, yes, I remember having to
1: do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> paste it into a text to themselves, yeah, been there, yes. done all that. Yeah. But um, you know, notes and, and a universal clipboard make that completely a thing of the past.